Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, 
welcome to another welcome to <laughs> what up everybody welcome to another edition of sports urban legend along with my co-host macaulay matthew i'm of course william ramo what's up mac how you doing good man how's it going i am doing good man good to have you on the show yeah good to be on as usual thank you ladies and gentlemen for checking out this episode the season 13 premiere um of of um this show thank you again ladies and gentlemen for for all the support over the years um um it was what about 12 years ago november 2nd 2009 is when uh, mac and i did the first show and um you know i'm just happy that we're you know we're still here you know doing this show and uh you know provide a uh you know a place for you guys and ladies to um talk sports and entertainment uh last week you know we celebrate the 500th episode you know uh we we aired uh, uh the first couple of minutes of um uh, the pilot episode and um you know we reflected on you know the the past and the and the present and and dare I say even the future of sports and how it affected us as um you know diehard sports fans so if you want to check out that episode or any of the episodes um you know feel free to check them out you know and again thank you for the support um but um you know basically on this episode uh, episode 501 to be exact you know we're going to talk about the resurgent Knicks, their big win against the Bucks uh, last night. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about um, the Jets' uh, embarrassing loss to the Colts on Thursday night. You know, we'll, we'll uh, preview the the Giants' um, game. Um, you know, against the the, the Raiders coming up tomorrow. You know, we'll we'll talk a little baseball with how the Mets and, you know, the Yankees are going to, what moves they might make in the offseason. And, of course, you know, after the aftermath of, of course, the Braves uh, winning their title, snapping their titleless streak, uh, you know, since they haven't won one, uh, you know, since 1995 until uh, a couple of days ago. Now that I think about it, um, it was literally on the anniversary of this show, you know. So that was a a nice little Easter egg. Um but um yeah, I'll talk talk more about that and you know talk about the WWE um roster cuts. I mean I mean that's just a rant. That's just a a whole episode within itself I could go on. You know, just just the the cuts they've had just this year. And especially the last couple of years, I mean, but we trust me, we're gonna get into that. We'll talk about um, AEW and uh, their upcoming uh, pay-per-view event, Full Gear. Gonna go down next week. Um, but most importantly, uh, you you guys know the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three. 
So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, with, with that said, yeah, let, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk um, Knicks basketball. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what more can we say about the Knicks? I mean, that we haven't said uh, last week and maybe a week before that. Um, the Knicks, they... You know they they've um they've really been road warriors. Uh, you know they're six and three. I think they're what they're four and four and four and one on the road probably. I mean they've been they've been sensational, and then they had their best win since the shot clock era. You know, um, they became the first team. You know, uh, since what 1945 to to you know, overcome a, a, what was it, a, deficit. a, you know, a 15 point, or in this case, a 21, 20 point deficit, 21 point deficit, and then win the game by like, what, 20, 20, what was it, 20, 20 points or so, 20, 22 point or something, like, uh, 15 points, oh yeah, probably was, yeah, it, it climbed up to 22 at one point, but yeah, they, they but then, towards the garbage time when, you know, the, you know, the, the bench got cleared out and we actually saw a sighting of Kevin Knox. And I literally, I literally forgot he was on the team. Like this was the second game of the season for him. Um, you know, but yeah, phenomenal win. Like this is like probably the second or third win this year that I already penciled in my mind that it's a loss and the, the Knicks end up coming back and winning this game. I mean, this is, uh, a key victory. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, Middle Middleton wasn't there and and uh Brooke Lopez wasn't there, but all in all, this was a great win. This was you know, beating the, the, the Bucks in in their their home court, the defending world champions, man, like I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Like props to the Knicks, man. They beat the Greek freak. Like I mean, that that was an amazing victory. And RJ Barrett, man, he he put on a show. I think he what did he score like twenty points or so? I can't remember the the actual the actual points. Um, yeah, he's been averaging nineteen point two points a game, almost six rebounds. You know, uh, this season, like I mean, you know, props to Barrett. Um, uh, Randall, he was good too. I think he scored like what thirty. Was it thirty five points or so? Thirty two points and then he had like I think twelve rebounds. Yeah. The real I mean, MVP of this game was Derrick Rose though, because Oh yeah. Derrick oh, Rose yeah. had his best performance of the season with twenty three points and mm-hmm. he finally played, you know, more than more than uh twenty something minutes and he had thirty minutes in this game and he had twenty three points in his eight rebounds, four assists, and he made an impact, you know. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, a lot of times in the second half, Knicks were playing sloppy ball. But it, with Rose in the game, it was a more it was a more structured offense out there and more cohesive unit. Yeah. So um, yeah, and that's uh, and his performance led to us coming back in that game. So you got to give him credit. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. You took you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Like he was. He was clearly the MVP. Like he, he really turned back the clock from like his rookie year, the um with the Bulls when he won rookie and MVP. Like 
he was like he torched the Bucks, man. Like you 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 would have thought it would have been in garbage minutes, but he he you know from that second from the second half on, but like he really he really ignited the the whole Nick offense. Like uh you know quickly, you know, he scored, you know, he scored 9 points as well. Um but yeah, Rose man, he man, Rose was knocking down threes, you know, laying the ball up, you know, and then keeping us in the game and ultimately um the Knicks went on like at least a 7 17-3 run in the what was it, in the third quarter. Uh the I think it was the third or fourth, probably the, the probably no, it was the fourth. Cause the Knicks, they they finally tied the game up at 80, you know, and that was the first time uh, since the first quarter when they were when the game was tied six, you know, tied at six. And um, yeah, man, you can see why, um, you know, um, Derrick Rose won the MVP in in 2011. Um, he was just, yeah, the ball deserve the ball deserved to him, like. The game ball, like he 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 totally he totally deserved it. Like, oh yeah, props to him. That that was the Derrick Rose game right there. I mean, sure. it was reminiscent of the game in the the playoffs against the Hawks, where he you know he he led us to that only victory, you know that we had in that series. Yeah, he had a great game, man. You know, Randall also he you know he in the second half he he went to beast beast mode. Mm-hmm. You know, he come, took over that game as well. So. Mm-hmm. Played really well, but uh, yeah, the Knicks, and you know, the, also another difference maker has been Nolan's Knowles. Oh yeah, he had, oh, wow. yep. He had uh, how many rebounds? I think it was thirteen rebounds. And although he has six points, I mean, he made his presence felt just like he did last year mm-hmm. when he come up with big key shot blocks. You know, so I feel like him being him coming back from that injury that is going to help us. Mm-hmm. You know, make us a little bit bigger now in the front court, and yeah, I mean, he's gonna help us tremendously going forward defensively. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's another guy that made an impact for us. But uh, it was good to snap that two-game losing streak that we had there, and now uh, we're six and three on the season. And yeah, if we win tomorrow, we'll be seven at, seven and three. I mean, mm-hmm. seven out of ten games to start the season isn't isn't bad. Nope, not bad at all. Oh yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Uh, they're gonna be facing the Cavaliers, and yeah, thank you for reminding me about um about Noel. Like, yeah, he was really holding down the fourth, and uh, you know, Mitchell Robinson made his contributions as well, and uh, I think it was uh, Noel that was saying like, you know, he envisions both of them being the, like the twin towers, you know. Yeah, I can um, definitely see that. Yeah, man, like. I mean, the sky's the limit for both of those guys if they can stay healthy. You know, I mean, he, yo, they, I mean, they, they, they really kept the Greek freak in, in check, like, and you know, Ante, Ento Kompo, Kompo, whatever you want to pronounce the guy's name, the Greek Giannis, yeah, or Giannis, I should say. Um, you know, he only scored twenty five points and grabbed seven rebounds, man. I mean, they really, they really held that guy in check. The Knicks at one point was trailing, uh, you know, 38 to 19 in the first quarter. And, you know, and then afterwards the Knicks dominated the, the other quarters. Like they, you know, the Knicks, you know, scored 
37 points to 25 the bucks 25 in the second third quarter they scored 30 um 32 the bucks only scored 20 and then that fourth quarter the Knicks you know they scored 25 25 points and the bucks only scored 15 and you know the Knicks were able to snap their two game losing streaks um which they had against the Pacers and the 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 Raptors um yeah it was a it was a huge a huge um huge um you know victory and they're going to they're going to be facing the the 6 and 4 uh Cavs coming up you know and uh, we will you know, be at at the game tomorrow oh yeah so that's going to be a huge game the Cavs are on a on a three game winning streak um yeah man this is going to be a this is going to be a, a a big game for both teams you know yeah. uh really looking forward to that uh, I hope to meet the Bing the Bing Bong guy tomorrow too. <laughs> Maybe hopefully we'll. he's there at the M- at MSG. Maybe. Hopefully get that get that W, man. Cause the Knicks, man, the Knicks, the Knicks are back, man. The Knicks are back. You know, just the way we like it, man. It's been a long time coming. Long time coming indeed. Uh. They, they, you know, they're they're making the city proud, man. Like, that's all we ask for them. Just, you know, play hard. And, um, yeah, let the chips fall where they may. And hopefully it will eventually title in the near future. I mean, the Knicks keep it up. Who knows? I mean, they're, they're, they're actually playing defense, you know. And this was the first game they won where they weren't scoring well. Much less because all the other wins they had, like they won because you know they had timely defense and um, you know the three ball was working for them. But but um, yesterday was not the case. Like they really they really earned that paycheck last night. You know, so props to them. And, oh, like, anything else on your mind, Mac? Oh uh, no, uh, I'm just uh, excited to go to the Nick game tomorrow and see them play. And yeah, I'm gonna be pumped up, man, with my Patrick Ewing jerseys, my Nick cap. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that for sure. Um, yeah, so tomorrow night uh, we're gonna be hosting the the Cavs. Um, Monday night we're gonna be uh, going well. You know the Knicks are going to be going to Philly. Uh, Wednesday night they're going to host the Bucks. Hopefully the the Knicks the Bucks won't be able to return the favor like the Magic did. Um, Friday night they're going to go to to the Charlotte against the Hornets. And then uh, Monday night they're going to um, host the the Pacers. So that's basically the end of this week. Um, but um, in tribute of the Knicks, man, uh, I'm gonna take a little break before I, you know, I start, you know, talking about the Nets. Um, we'll be right back. When I hear this song, you know, I think about the Knicks, the '90s Knicks, you know, the 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 recent Knicks heyday. Even though unfortunately didn't bring a title, but th- you know what song I'm talking about, Mac. Think you might be familiar with this song, Well, New York." Well, that's one of them. 
hey, maybe I should play that one. But this is the song I was thinking in my head. Okay. You know what? I'll play the. You know what? I'll play them back to back. But this is the song I was thinking. You listen to Sports Urban Legend. We'll be right back. <laughs>
pounds if that's the case. We put Oakley and Mace in your face. We draw charges and we send picks. We are New York. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the season 13 premiere of uh, Sports on the Legend with your host, William M.O. That's yours truly. And, of course, Macaulay on the other line. Um, yeah, man, this is... Yeah, when I hear those those two songs, man, I just, you know, I just think of um, the, the good old days of the Knicks. Uh, unfortunately, all those good old days in the 90s ended up in heartbreak, especially... Uh, you know, most certainly because of Jordan and um, obviously, you know, Elijah won in 94 and then, you know, the twin towers of Duncan and um, and uh, Robinson at the genesis of their modern day dynasty, you know. So, yeah, hopefully the Knicks can, you know, they're going in the right direction, you know, with Thibodeau a coach I've been preaching for them to hire for years to hire. They finally hired him last year. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going the right direction. Leon Rose, you know, first time GM, long time, you know, agent, you know, he's doing his thing and he's surrounding himself with brilliant people. So, yeah, you know, people do good work. Things for the Knicks right now, you know, they're playing well. You know, they've got the city on their back, and it's feeling like we're in the 90s again. Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully the Knicks can continue this. Yeah, hopefully the Knicks can finally win that title and, uh, you know, make all this, you know, heartbreaking, long, you know, long-suffering Knicks fans, you know, who's been suffering, I mean, since, you know, since, the you know, the 90s, but going back to the Knicks fans who've been, who actually remembers the 70 and 73 Knicks teams as we're, you know, um, vastly approaching the 50th anniversary mark if we don't snap it, uh, you know, in these next couple of years. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's long overdue. The Knicks, Knicks need another title, man. But um, time will tell. At least they're, they're going in the right direction. So props to them. Yeah, can't wait to go to that game tomorrow. Oh yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll beat the Cavs, man. They don't got they don't got Kyrie and and, and LeBron anymore. Hopefully, you know, we can uh, get that W. Yep. But uh, sh- uh, shifting gears to a team that um that also um plays in New York. Brooklyn, to be exact, you know, our hometown, is uh, the Nets. The Nets, um, um, they're they're going to be, um, they're going to be hosting, um, I think, uh, the Raptors, if I'm not mistaken. No, actually, they're going to be, they're going to go to the Raptors tomorrow, tomorrow, um, tomorrow afternoon, but, um, yeah, their last game, they, they won, by the final score of ninety six to ninety. Um, you know, the Irvingless Nets, you know, they they um 
they got the W, you know, thanks to Kevin Durant's uh, double-double performance, 29 points, 10 rebounds. Um, James Harden with another um, triple-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. And he... He he um he just uh, passed uh uh you know Clyde you know Clyde the Glide Drexler uh for thirty first all time on the all time scoring list so uh you know congratulations to him. What's your thoughts on that, Mac? Who who passed who on the on the Clyde Drexler scoring list? Uh, what was I gonna say? Kevin um, Harden, you said? Yeah, James Kevin Harden. Harden. I said I said Kevin Harden. <laughs> James James Harden. <laughs> well, uh, congrats to him, you know, because James Harden, I mean, he's one of the best scorers, you know, of this generation, and mm-hmm. he goes to the free throw line a lot. But you know, the recent rule change where you lean into a defender to draw a foul, that's been kind of affected him. He's not scoring as many mm-hmm. points this season as he as he's had in the past. But, um, yeah, congrats to him, man. It's well-deserved. But there was a funny thing that happened in yesterday's Nets game. I don't know if you saw this, but Harden was dribbling a ball, and I guess the ball was uh, poked by the defender, and it started – the ball started to roll, uh, you know, in the, uh, on the other, to the other side of the court. And Harden started to chase it down, and then he stopped thinking that the ball went off his foot or he last touched it. So he's thinking that it was going to roll out of bounds. But before it could even go out of bounds, the opposing player picked up the ball and drove to the basket to dunk it because of Harden's laziness. Mm-hmm. You need to look at, look at that play on YouTube to see what I'm talking about. But sometimes yeah, Harden can be lazy on defense. So I don't know yeah. what happened there, but, you know, just seeing that, it looked like a glitch in a video game, kind of. <laughs> you know, he just froze there. guess he forgot. Wow. Yeah, I definitely got to see that highlight. Yeah. Um, I guess he wanted to debunk your theory because, um, yeah, with his uh, his triple-double performance, he surpassed Larry Bird for seventh uh, most on the all-time list. This was his 60th. Wow. And um, he also became the fifth player in NBA history to have a triple-double where he had no two-pointers. <laughs> Can you get this? He had no, no two-pointers. two-pointers? No two-pointers. Got a triple-double. Uh, and he has – there's five people on this list uh, that that also had a triple – had at least a triple-double where they didn't score, you know, a two-pointer. Wow. A two-point basket. You want to guess who these, who the other four are? That didn't have a two pointer. Mm-hmm. Wow. One of them is one of them is is very easy. Uh, Steph Curry. No, it's not Steph Curry. Not a bad guess though. He's in the he's, he plays in today's game. No, he doesn't play in today's game. Oh, and you said it's very easy. Yeah, he's one of the greatest. Uh, you know, triple double. Reggie Miller. No. Larry Bird? Uh, no, not a bad guess. You know, this guy has a lot of triple doubles. Magic Johnson? That's a that's an extremely great guess. But no, uh, Oscar Robertson? Another great, extremely great guess. 
This should be the next one. Uh, Give you one more. You you're saying I should have gotten it. I mean, those are great names already. Um, yeah, you're you're on the right track. So those uh, last two guys are on the right track. It should be your next guess. It should be my next guess. I bet you didn't get on the next Jason guess. Jason Kidd? See, I th- didn't I tell you? See, I got faith in you. I told you. I told you you're going to get it on this next guess. See? Folks, we didn't rehearse this. You know, yeah, I, no, I, 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 I have tr- this guy, man. I told you you were going to get this. <laughs> I even gave you a clue that you're you're extremely close with Jason Kidd. I know that was not a clue. I just yes, it was. Just what do those two guys have in common? They're both they both had a lot of triple doubles and what's the obvious thing that they that Oscar Robertson, Jason Kidd and um and um Magic Johnson have in common. Yeah. But Jason Kidd's not much of a scorer, that's the thing, right? So Okay, what yeah. what do they have in common? What does Magic Johnson Well yeah, that's the, I mean they're both good passers, right? And yeah, well, they, yeah. They're triple doubles, yeah. Well then yeah, uh, well, Kidd you know he's not a really good scorer, so you know I could have got, I still could have gotten that wrong. Yeah, but what position? What position normally has the best passer of the team on it? Oh, yeah, the point guard. Exactly. Yeah. That was the clue. That was my subtle clue to you. Yeah. But yes, yeah, very good. All right, so yeah, Jason Kidd, Daylon Wright, Steve Blake, and Kirk Heinrich. Those are the other uh, four that had that set the mark. Wow. So, you know, congrats to congrats to, you know, him. Yeah, congrats. And okay, so okay, so um you wanna guess um who makes the top ten triple doubles? The top ten in triple doubles right now? Alright, I'll give you okay, I'll give you the top five I'll make you guess top five. Top five the top five players of all time? With triple doubles. Of course, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is number three. Oscar Robertson. That's number two. Jack, I mean, uh, Jason Kidd, as you said. That's four. Harden. Uh, Harden is seven. Um, Larry Bird. Larry Bird, remember, just passed him on with 59, so he's number eight. Yeah, uh... LeBron James. LeBron James is number five. So you, yeah, you got you're one more away, and you're gonna get you. You should get this one. Uh, who, who has the most triple doubles of all time? Did I say Oscar Robertson? So that right yeah, there. you already said him. He's number two. Uh, who's the other guy? Triple doubles. Of all time, well, who's the other guy that I, I'm trying to think of? Give me a guess. Okay, this guy he passes the ball well, he shoots the ball well, and he he rebounds the ball well. That's not that's not that's not <laughs> that. That, they got, they have triple. This person has a triple double. So. Give, give me a city or something, man. No, nah, if yeah. I give you the city, that's gonna be giving. That's gonna be giving. Or give me one of the teams he plays for. He's he's he had to play for a number of teams. Come on. Fine. This guy played. This guy, this guy has put on a Lakers uniform before. He put on a Lakers uniform. I said Magic Johnson already. Correct. 
So this is another leak. Okay. Um, I'll give you two guesses. Jerry West? It's not Jerry West. One more guess. Who's the other leaker that put on that? Let me see. Oh, Elgin Baylor? Nope. No, it can't be Elgin Baylor. The other leaker? And this guy's number three? No, he's number This person's number one. Oh, he's oh, number one. The- oh, Will Chamberlain. I forgot. Oh, well, Chamberlain is a great guess. He's number six, but that's Will not... Ch- wow. Laker at number one with triple-double, and it's not... No, no, no. This person has played for the Lakers. I didn't say he's... Oh, he's... okay. Because remember, he's... All these not... not all these people play for the Lakers. Oh, okay. You got one... I give you an extra guess. And he's number one. Wow. Who's all time in triple-doubles. You got one guess. Uh, you, you, you lost your you lost you used up all your, your your guesses, but I'll give you this one. Wow, I can't even think of. Him. And he played for the Lakers. Hmm. Who is this guy? And this guy was a point guard. Yeah. This person, this person, is known as a point guard, and this person has put on the Laker uniform in his career. Let me see. I almost said Pete Maverick, but Pete Maverick never played for Lakers. He played for the Celtics. This has to be. This has to be like a really. Then why don't I, why don't I notice? And you know, I used to. I I have a NBA encyclopedia that I had back in the the 90s with all these stats, and I should notice. I'm gonna give you the Jeopardy thing, the song. You you guessed it before the Jeopardy song. Then you got you, know. you got to give me another guess, man. You got to give right. me another another clue. Okay, this person has put on the Laker uniform before in his career. Um, um, very talented. Uh huh. And let me think of another clue. Um, man, I'm trying to think of a clue. Okay, wait. So you're saying? So you're saying he he's. He's put on a Laker uniform before, but does, mm-hmm. is he, I mean, what year did he play in? I can't give you that. If I give you that, you're going to know the answer. What other guy, what other guy can, uh, thinking, because you're making it seem like this is a, oh, this is a past dun, player. Let me even put this on. I mean, yeah. The, the only other guy I can think of right now would be on the current team, which which would be what Russell Westbrook, but he's not a past player. You are correct. Is it is Westbrook? Westbrook. Oh, okay. <laughs> you might seem like this this guy used to play for the Lakers. No, I said this person has worn the Laker uniform. He is wearing the the, uh, the uh, Lakers uniform. I never said what year he wore the he Lakers uniform. He has one, like he like he in the past or something. <laughs> well, he has worn it. I mean, it might, it might have been starting this year, but he has. Uh-huh. He's currently wearing it. That was that was the worst cool man. But <laughs> <laughs> so this was a guy who was like you know in the seventies or something, sixties. <laughs> well, when you said that, you know. 
you have to look in your books, your nineties book. I was gonna say, um, that that wouldn't help you, but <laughs> you know, I want to see how far you're gonna go with this. Well, so yes, Russell Westbrook is the the guy with the most triple doubles um, of all time. Would you like a a quick guess to guess what the number might be? Is number one. Well, yeah, I know that, but um, let me see. What is the what is his number? Were you talking about uh, how many? Yeah. I don't know, like 150, maybe? Not bad. The answer is 185, and obviously in counting, of course, because yeah, he he's an active player. So yeah. he currently wears the Laker uniform, you know. Yeah. So, you know, his numbers are still going to keep growing. So good, good, great job. Great job. You knocked out, knocked yeah, out all the, the guesses. Thank you. I right, so um yeah, shifting gears, um um to 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 football. And um man, I mean what what more can you say um about that Jets loss? Um it was it was it, it was if you look up the in the dictionary the phrase insult to injury you're going to see the butt fumble and you're going to especially see this game because the the Colts put a, a whooping on the Jets, man. Not only that, but Mike White, who was, you know, the great Mike Hope, the great White Hope, you know, you know, for the Jets, you know, um, he, you know, he was, he was, um, he was great. Um, you know, in his his debut, uh, his his you know his previous start, and you know he was he was playing well so far. You know he he went seven for eleven, two for ninety ninety five yards, had a touchdown, and he got hurt. And um, yeah, but yeah, that was that was the only highlight of the the Jets that that game because they just got demolished by the Colts. It was not even funny. Forty five to thirty does not does not tell the story. Like that was they man, they beat the Jets like they like they stole something. Like it was just a an embarrassing an embarrassing loss. Um you know. Uh you know um ja- um Josh Johnson in his you know in in relief of uh he um he threw um he threw um twenty he threw for twenty seven out of forty one uh with three three hundred and seventeen yards. Um he you know he threw for three touchdowns but um and yeah he got he also had an interception but yeah man this game was not even close. The the Jets defense was was very offensive and uh the Jets, uh, they're going to have to rebound next Sunday when they host the, the Bills and um, also host the Dolphins on the 21st. So, yeah, man, the Jets are in a real mess here, man. What What's your thoughts on the state of the Jets? Yeah, watching that game on Thursday, I mean, the Jets, that defense was horrible. That's probably the game was like the worst 
Jets defense I've ever seen. I mean, 45 points, and then they couldn't stop the run at all. I mean, the Colts were running like they were in a track meet. Like they, they, they were running like this is uh, the New York City Marathon that's going to be uh, on <laughs> TV later tomorrow. Yeah. You know? That's, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, he went for 172 yards, had two touchdowns. I mean, he had his way with the Jets. Naeem Hines had a touchdown. I mean, they couldn't stop the run at all. Couldn't even stop the pass, even. Nope. But, yeah, I mean, that was a horrible performance, man. Jets have to do better. To, I mean, offense, you know, wasn't that bad. Offense scored 30 points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could, offense could have won that game for them still. Yeah. But uh, they could have. The, the defense, yeah, was atrocious. I've never that, that's the worst defense I've seen the Jets play ever. Yeah, man, you're you're, you're not lying, man. Uh, yeah, um, Mike White started off good. Josh Johnson had a, a good game with himself. Um. So yeah, it was it, the the offense was not at fault here. It was definitely the the defense, and that's you know that's uh you know Robert Sala's calling card, and the defense have have had some embarrassing losses this year you know yeah and uh now they're two and six um yeah man and like i was mentioning that at insult to injury uh marcus may he's gonna be he's gonna be out for the rest of the year um with a torn achilles heel you know that he you know he injured um in the third quarter of the game so he has a mess of, you know, you know. Um, hopefully, you can have a speedy recovery and come back um, sometime next year. You know, at the the earliest. Um, um, yeah, man. I said this is a a big loss for the Jets. Uh, you know, he he tweeted about it. Leaning on my fate, y'all just pray for me and wish the best for me. I love my teammates, my teammates more than y'all know. Hold, hold it down. I'll be alright. God got me. Um, so yeah, man, he's, he's, um, you know, keeping up, keeping the faith. You know, he he knows God has a plan for him, and you know, hopefully he'll he'll have a uh, well, I can't say a speedy recovery, but for his case, I mean, the torn Achilles heel. I mean, that's a you know that's a that's no joke, but you know hopefully you know he could you know bounce back from this this uh, tough injury. Yeah. And then uh, Tyler Croft, um, he's gonna be out for several weeks after he suffered a lung laceration. So I mean, this is this is um getting crazy, man. Yeah. All these injuries, and then you know you got Wilson trying to come back. You know, um, yeah, it's just a, a crazy situation with the, you know for Gang Green, and then not to mention they're going to be hosting divisional rivals these upcoming weeks, man. If they if they want to have a miracle, they they have to try to turn it around, but it's. Uh, it looks like the season's already over already, you know. 
But um, shifting gears uh, to Big Blue, um, your Giants, they're going to be um, they're going to be uh, battling battling the um, the Raiders, man. What, what, what's your thoughts on tomorrow's game? Yeah, they play the Raiders tomorrow afternoon uh, at the uh, at MetLife. It's gonna be another tough game. Raiders coming in at what, five and two, I believe. The Raiders are very good. Um, Raiders just cut that uh, player Henry Henry Ruggs, who got into that DWI, so they cut him. So they've been dealing with their own controversy this season, you know. And also, if you remember, some weeks back. They had to. They they had their coach, who uh, decided to step down because of his controversial comments that he made. All right. So Raiders, Raiders been uh, dealing with a lot of controversy this season, but uh, they've been overcoming it somehow. You know, they they're one of their best records in the AFC, and they they're gonna come into town tomorrow, give us uh, some tough competition, and hopefully we can try to win this game tomorrow. Uh, you know, on past this past Monday night, we lost to the Chiefs in a tough fought game. You know, it looked it looked like at one point we were gonna win it, but the Chiefs just came down and you know scored the winning field goal and we ended up losing. So hopefully we can uh, try to get this win tomorrow against the Raiders, but uh, it's gonna be a tough matchup. And these next several weeks are gonna be tough. I mean, after this Raiders game, we have the Bucks the following week. And then our rival Eagles the week after that. Mm-hmm. So this is a tough stretch. Yeah, absolutely. My line, man. The the Giants are in the same boat as the Jets. They they're both two and six, and they need to get get some Ws to to even have somewhat of a chance of trying to come back. But yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough hill that they they're trying to climb out of. And uh, and so and some more footballs. Uh, Odell Beckham, him and the Browns have uh, decided to part ways, and he's gonna be placed on waivers. So, um, so no one signs him. He'll be a free agent. And uh, as a Giant fan, I mean, I would love to see him back, but you know, I don't want the drama associated with Odell Beckham mm-hmm. because it is a distraction at times. I mean, he's a talented wide receiver, you know, athletic player, but he, he can be a diva sometimes. I do. I can't, I have to admit. So, uh, that part of his game, I do not want, but I would love to have his talent back on the team. I mean, this is a guy who could, you know, run and catch the ball and do amazing things when he's healthy. Uh, we haven't seen that the last several years from him. So whichever team he, he, uh, he goes on. I mean, he's definitely got to help them out, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He, you know, he's a very talented player. Um, but yeah, that's the, you know, he does have the baggage that, you know, you know, everywhere he goes, there's always controversy. It follows him. But like a suitcase, when you think about it. Yeah. I don't know if anybody wants it. It's going to want his baggage, but, you know, we'll see. You know, he's, yeah. when you're a talented player, you know, and you can still play, you know. They'll they'll um they'll they'll take that cha- that uh, chance with you. So yeah, we'll see what happens. By the way, do you mind if I give my 
I usually do this on my show, but I want to give my fantasy football picks for week nine. Sure. Go ahead. So for those of you who play fantasy football, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo, or ESPN, here's some guys I think you should pick up in your fantasy football leagues. That's if you're playing daily fantasy. Uh, Quarterback, Joe Burrow versus the Browns. Running back, Boston Scott versus Chargers. Wide receiver, Brandon Cooks versus Miami Dolphins. Tyler, at tight end, Tyler Conklin versus Ravens. Kicker, Justin Tucker versus Vikings. And defense, special teams versus um, Bills versus Jaguars. And that's my picks, plays that you can pick up if you're playing uh, one-on-one matchups in daily fantasy or you're doing the one of those daily fantasy uh, teams where you just, you know, select different players at different positions. So hope it works out for you guys. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for that, uh, for your, your fantasy football uh, tips. You're welcome. Hey, from a guy who's won a championship before, hey, you got to follow my advice. Mm-hmm. You heard the man. Oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, What's your thoughts on Saquon Barkley not being able to to play tomorrow? Yeah, it sucks. You know, it's uh, he hasn't. He, I mean, the last these last few seasons we haven't seen much of Barkley, and this is just another setback. You know, we can. I hope we can see him return to the field soon because when he's healthy, he's a dynamic player and he can really help this team right now and help the offense. So I hope he has a speedy recovery and we can see him in the giant uniform before the season, the season over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully you'll have a speedy recovery. Yeah. You know, from that, from that uh, ankle injury he had against the Cowboys in week five. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, this, this is going to be the, the fourth game, fourth straight game. He's, uh, you know, he's, um, you know he's missed, and you know he's he's only played in uh, seven games for the past couple of years. So hopefully he can uh, you know bounce back. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, yeah, shifting gears. Um, oh yeah, before I before I get to that, um, before I get to baseball, did you hear about the um? You know the the allegations that surrounds the the Phoenix um, owner Robert Sarver. Yeah, I've heard, and the NBA is looking into that right now. Yeah, man, that's 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 crazy. Like, you know, they just was dealing with a with the Donald Sterling thing mm-hmm. several years ago, and now you know you know Robert Sarver is is you know Donald Sterling part two. Yeah, it just shows you that, you know, some people they'll smile in your face and act like they're good with you. Mm-hmm. And but yet they're bigots behind the closed doors, uh, racist. Yep. Yeah, reportedly he's he's said the the N word multiple times and uh, you know, said a lot of misogynistic things, uh towards women and um yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? Unfortunately, that's that's how some people are. Like you said, they they act like, you know, they're tolerant people, but, you know, 
they just show their true colors, you know, eventually. So can you do, you know, we'll see what the NBA does, you know. But, um, yeah, shifting gears to um, the MLB, um, you know, the Braves, the Braves won the, you know, the the World Series for the first time in uh, since 1995. Um, so, um, you know, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on it? Well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you're going to turn the table yeah. on me. <laughs> because you're the, uh, you know, that's your rival in your division. Mm-hmm. And I know that you didn't want the Braves to win the World Series. Yep. So how do you feel, Will, about the Braves well, winning the World <laughs> Series in what? this Since 95, right? Yep. First championship since then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel? Well, I'll tell you, I'll be I'll be very honest with you because you know we keep it real on this show. Um, um, I, you know, I'm not happy about it, but unfortunately, you know, I I expected it to happen. You know, you thought the Dodgers was gonna go to the World Series and beat the the Astros. I mean, that was wishful thinking on your part, you know. But I I thought unfortunately the Braves had a shot. You know, the Braves came out of nowhere, 82 win team. Um, after the Mets choked the division, Mets held the division for literally three months, 90 days. You know, they were basically the 90-day fiancés of the 2021 MLB regular season. And then once the All-Star break happened, they just bounced, you know. And uh, the Braves took over. Everybody was criticizing the Braves. Oh, why are you making these trades, Um, you know, um, uh, you know, Ron Acuna Jr. is injured out for the rest of the year, and then the 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 um the Braves they went for it, and uh, you know their perseverance paid off. You know, so I mean, you know, like the, last year the Dodgers were always knocking on that door to try to win the title. They got it. Now this year it's the Braves. The Braves, you know, Braves is an extremely talented team, and. Uh, you know, as a Mets fan, you know, I hate to be right, but, you know, I, I knew this was going to happen, you know. Basically, you know, I've seen all my teams that I hate, you know, win a title. So, I mean, that's that's how it is, you know. Till the Mets get their act together, yeah. which Lord knows knows when, because they can't get anybody to 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 come come and take take their job, you know. The, the jobs that they're offering, the GM job, the uh, president of baseball operations, the, the managerial job, they've been turned down by everybody. First it was, you know, the higher up, you know, people with resumes like Theo Epstein, uh, you know, the architect of the Red Sox and the Cubs, curse-breaking teams. You had Billy Bean, you know, who was Sandy Alderson's um, successor in Oakland for 20-something years and turned it down, you know, obviously, you know, he had he had a valid reason. He didn't want to uproot his family, especially his teenage daughters, out of, you know, you know, um out of California. Um and then you had uh, I'm trying to think who was the other person they were looking into. Oh, um David Stearns from Milwaukee. 
you know, they didn't get permission and he, you know, respectfully turned them down. Then the Mets tried to go for everybody who was in the Brewers organization and they flat out turned them down. And then afterwards, um, everybody just keeps turning them down. You know, they, even people who, who would have got an upgrade turned them down. Like wow. um, Raquel Fierro. No, it's like no one wants to work for the Mets. Nobody does. Raquel Fierro, you know, um, she, you know, she's worked 23 years with the with the Red Sox. Um, Mets was offering her a position, you know, you know, but um, she, you know, she could have made history, but you know, she decided to stay with the red with the Red Sox and look for a better opportunity. <laughs> I with a better team. So, you know, that's you know, that's that's the state of the Mets, you know. Um um Bob Melvin they should hire you, Will. they gonna I'm gonna they're gonna interview me and then I'm gonna read the newspaper that I somehow respectfully declined even though I didn't. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I, I thought I saw you respectfully decline in the in the article once. I did. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not surprised, but yeah, they should hire me. I would actually um would have done it. I would actually go on the interview and you know take the job, but you know I don't think they want. I don't think anybody they want anybody who's passionate about the Mets. You know, I think they yeah, just want. No, nah, nah, they, they, they don't like passionate people. No, of course not. <laughs> Nah. They just want to hire. They just want to hire people. I guess they can just, you know, give them the X's and O's. Oh yeah, apparently. Yes, yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, they want to hire yes men. Yeah, that's what Chili Davis was basically saying. Like, he didn't think um, Zach Scott, who was the, who was the then GM at the time, after the Jared Porter um, incident. He was saying like you know he 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 got fired from the from the Mets uh, you know um, he he felt like because Zach Scott was an analytical person and then they hired this guy um, Hugh Quantum Bomb or something like that and they, when they hired the, the hitting coach they were saying like the result isn't important but the process is but but like Chili Chili Davis was saying that doesn't make any sense because. You know, if the process isn't, if the results isn't there, then the process isn't working. You know, and um, the the Mets offense went even worse after they got rid of Chili Davis. Chili Davis was a was a great hitter back in his days. I think he even hit 350 home runs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then you know, and then not to mention he was a good, a very good hitting coach as well. And the, the, I think the, the the Mets had a little knee-jerk reaction and fired him. And then that was around the time when the Mets, uh, you know, Peter Andre had the fake hitting coach call Donnie Stevenson, you know, and then they end up um, firing him. And I think they fired him after a Mets win, too, when they they actually maybe even scored runs, I think, on that game. Wow. My, my memory served me right. So it was like it was just a dumb timing. It it reminded me so much of the Willie Randolph firing when they fired him on the road in Anaheim. You know, it was like three o'clock in the morning, our time, and it was like midnight over there in Anna, in California, and they fired him on the road. Like it was like it was just it was just, and they won that game too. Like it was just a head scratching decision by the Mets. 
you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that's foreign to them that's making, you know, these crazy decisions. I mean, they did trade away, you know, Tom Seaver in 77, you know, but that's not the hero there. But, I mean, you know, the Mets, man, it's just – just when you think there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel – with all the with this young core, you know, Peter Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, um, you know, the, the you know, on paper, you know, before the season start, you know, Lindor was you know, as a talented player. I mean, you're 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 expecting he should ha- have a bounce back here. Uh, you know, hopefully they could resign Baez. Um they did they did offer um Noah Syndergaard and um and Conforto qualifying offers so now it's up to the guys to um accept it or reject it and you know worst case scenario those guys leave at least you'll get a a compensation pick for it but yeah the the Mets you know they they gotta they gotta improve this team man they gotta they gotta sign Chris Bryant um I know there's some rumors about Correa coming either to the Mets or the Yankees, but the Astros offered him a five-year, one hundred fifty-year, one fifty million dollar contract. Um, yeah, I saw that contract. That's a that's a huge contract there. Mm-hmm. You think any yeah. any other team will uh, offer something more? I think your boys, your boys. Nah, will. I don't I think, think so, so because I think I don't think they value Correa, um, Correa as. I mean, his numbers are decent. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. and he plays some great defense. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they go that crazy for for uh, Astro players. To be honest with you, uh, especially with all it. these uh, this controversy surrounding them. But well, who knows? I think, who knows? I think if Steinbrenner was still around, he would, he definitely went after him for sure. I mean, he went after, if he could go after Red Sox, like you know. Um, Clemens and Wade Boggs and Damon and all these, you know, former uh, former Red Sox. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely he, you know, yeah, Steinbrenner would definitely would have went after him. You know, anybody who would help them win a title, he's gonna go after them. You think you know, the even, Mets will go after them? He even pillaged the the '86 Mets team. You know, with Doc and Daryl. You know, you know he, you know he, you know he wants. But, you know, it's a different era. But do I think the Mets will go after him? No, nah, I don't think so. And I think I think the Mets should go after Bryant instead anyway because uh, Bryant won't – they won't be able to they – wouldn't, they wouldn't forfeit their 14th uh, – their number 14 pick, first-round pick, um, you know, that they got because they didn't draft Kumar. But Rocker. I thought the Mets have money to spend now. Yeah. But I think they would they they would spend the money on 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 Bryant, and probably re-signing um, re-signing Strowman or maybe going after Robbie Ray, even though Yankees are, are most likely going to go after him as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know if they're gonna. I assume they're gonna try to re-sign Conforto. I mean. Uh, if Conforto re- rejects the qualifying offer, resigns to Nigard, you know, but I think the guy they really got to go after is um, is is, is Bryant, because you need you need you need a, a legit third baseman, and that's going to give you the first legit third baseman since David Wright 
And third base has always been a position where Mets have always been looking for a third baseman, an everyday third baseman. So I think Chris Bryant would be the perfect fit. You try to re-sign Bias, put him at second, and, um, you know, you sign Bryant, put him at third, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then they'll deal with the Cano drama and hope that um, Jeff McNeil can bounce back, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I could think off the top of my head uh, regarding the the Mets. Um, what about what about your guys? Who who, who do you think the Yankees are going to go after? Oh, uh, you know, right now I don't know. You know, that's that's something that uh, we need to find out. I mean, I know a Gardner. It looks like his days with the Yankees is mm-hmm. over with. Uh, Yankees declined, you know, declined uh, to re-sign him. And, yeah, um, makes sense. But yeah, maybe uh, they might look into probably signing Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm hearing, um, what's the other player? Um, Volpe. Which one? Vol- uh, what Trevor Story? No, no, Vol- Volpe. What's this guy? What's this guy's oh, Volpe. Name? I think he's I think that's a Yankee prospect. No, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, I'm no, not him. I'm, I'm thinking of someone else. Um, a shortstop, right? Um, let me think. What are the popular? Uh, um, oh, Sundar, second baseman. Sundar Dodger, right? No, I'm trying to think. Uh, it'll come to my. It'll come is to my Bellinger? mind later. But... Is Villager the person I'm thinking of? I'm I can't even think right now. But no, no, Seeger. Seeger is the person I'm thinking of. Maybe that is it. Seeger is one of the person that they're they're, they're thinking about going after. Seeger, Story from the Rockies. Um, Maybe it is Story. Person, uh, obviously, Correa. Correa, yeah. I mean, who knows right now? You know, the Yankees need to make a. They need to improve right now. Their team. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, some of these some of these older guys needed to go. Gardner. I mean, he's been a great Yankee, but his time, mm-hmm. you know. It has passed. So hopefully we can get younger. Maybe the Yankees need more pitching. Maybe the Yankees might might sign Jock Peterson, and then he'll try to win three titles in a row. Hey, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. He'll be like, um, what's the name of that guy again? Um, Darn, that guy that played the Mets. Oh, Ben Zobris. Oh, yeah, yeah. He won the the title – with the the Rockies and uh, no the Royals in 2015, then he won the title with the Cubs in 2016, and you know, yeah, and he he broke, you know, long streaks of, of those teams not winning a title in a long time. Whereas they didn't win a title in exactly 30 years that year, and then of course uh, 2016 the Cubs curse finally got broken thanks to him and Theo Epstein and. Bryant and Baez and the rest of the crew. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, keep you guys posted. I mean, hey, you guys might even try to go after Serger or Verlander. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Well, Verlander, I mean, he hasn't pitched in over a year. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about him. Yeah, we'll see what what happens with that. Um, 
But yeah, um, shifting gears to WWE, man. Like, I ha- where do you where do you even start? Like, all these these cuts, man. Like, it's it's unacceptable. Like, they 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 fired so many people, so many people that they 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 um invested a lot of money and airtime to. Here's here are the names. Keith Lee, who they just changed his name to to Bearcat um, Lee, Nia Jax, who's been there for forever, Karen Cross, who they just finally called um, called up like um, either earlier this year or last year, I can't even remember. It's like a blur. Eva Marie, who they just re-signed and and hyped her up. Amber Moon, former champion, former NXT champion as well. Scarlett, Scarlett Bordeaux, who 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 would have been like like a textbook Vince McMahon diva, um, but they they fired her before she even had a chance to to debut in WWE. I mean, she 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 had a cup of coffee before she like officially signed. Like she fought Nia Jax, but that was before she had you know like a in a squash match, but she never like fought in WWE other than NXT. Um, she was more of a, a valet to, you know, her, her real life fiance, Karrion Cross, who, who got released, you know, you know, that's another person that they, they underutilized a guy who was literally the NXT champion before he, he, he you know, they, he got called up to, to um, WWE, you know, to raw, you know, Keith Lee, um, Frankie Monet, um, former, um, you know, Impact champion, um, you know, was recently NXT, you know, also the wife of uh, John Morrison released, released her, uh, Mia Yim, Keith Lee's fiance, another, another popular indie wrestler, Harry Smith, uh, uh, British Bulldog's son, who briefly was with the, who, um, who, who was a former, um, he used to fight in WWE with the Heart, um, the Heart. What was it? Heart Legacy. What was it called again? The, the new, heart. the new, the new. No. Was yeah. It? What was it called? The Heart. Was it Heart Legacy? I forgot. What I guess, was. Yeah, I think it was called the Heart. Some a Heart. Maybe it was the Heart Legacy. Yeah, remember when when him and um. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that I was remember. when Natalia first debuted, like a decade right. ago. Uh, Only Larkin from NXT. B Fab. Who was just called up with hit roll like, like two weeks ago, and then they fire her like, for no reason. Like, like come on, like WWE. What I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Jesse Kamea, yeah. Jesse from uh, NXT, Zeta Reamer, Trey Baxter, uh, Katrina Cortez, Jet Rima, Grand Metalik, and Lindsay Dorado. You know from. Lucha House Party. Um, yeah, man. I mean, and then and then you top it off with them firing Alistair Black after they hyped him up, him up for seven months, and then they release him the next week after he he kicks um, Big E, and then there was no payoff to that. Fire Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's like, what are you like? What is WWE doing? And apparently, yeah, John Lyon Ice is back. Like, you know, 
I mean, like seriously, what is WWE doing? Like these are not. Let's be real. This is not budget cuts. You you have enough money for all these pyrotechnics. Like, what? Like, what are you doing? This is a joke. Yeah, I mean, I know because of the pandemic, you know, WWE has had to make a lot of cuts, and you know they're not their revenue is slightly lower than what it's what it was a couple of years ago. But still, I mean, they're still billion dollar company making lots of money, especially with this Fox deal that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can still afford some of these wrestlers. And, you know, they no longer have that WWE app, so they don't have to worry about, you know, pulling money out of their own pockets, mm-hmm. you know, to, um, you know, to finance this application. I mean, they're still making a lot of money, so I don't know how, they why they couldn't retain some of these superstars, especially a guy like Keith Lee, mm-hmm. who has has a lot of potential. And then they ruined him by calling him Bearcat, <laughs> turning him into a villain, and... Yeah, what that guy has no job. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's crazy. I don't, I don't get what WWE is trying to do right now. They, they don't know what they're doing. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. There is literally no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. I mean, if WCW was still around, you know, WCW would grab a lot of these superstars, and of course, yeah. WCW wouldn't know what to do with them either. But still, yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, I mean, that, that, all they're going to do, all, WWE is just helping AEW to eventually overtake them. Yeah, but, you know, AEW can't take all of these wrestlers. They don't have, you know, they don't have the WWE money to afford a lot of, a well, lot they of these don't, wrestlers. I mean, so. they do have a billionaire owner in Tony Khan, too, but, like, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's just insane. It's insane yeah. of, what, of what's going on with... Um, the state of WWE. Like, you can't even get attached to these people. Like, I mean, you're right, you're attached to them, and then they just, all the, and then they just fight them without no, and then it's like, Vince McMahon has this whole saying about the brass rings that he's been talking about, the millennial athlete, how they don't have the drive that, you know, the old school guys did back in our days, you know, when we first fell in love with, you know, professional wrestling, you know, in the late 90s. Well, for me, late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, you you were a fan in the the 90s, the early 90s. Uh, but, yeah, man, these 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 men and women are trying, and they, they're getting released. Like, if it was, like, somebody who, who you didn't see was, you know, busting their behind, you know, to, 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 you know, turn a living, you could say, okay, well, they deserve it, but a lot of these people earned their earned their keep. Like Amber Moon was injured, she she came back and you know after she missed like maybe what a year or two or so of his, her of her career, she she came back and went to NXT. When the the, the what the NXT tag team titles with um trying to remember her name. She she just atta- she just attacked um Sasha Banks like last week. I'm trying to remember her name. What? Man, what's her name again? Um, what's her name? Escape me. Um, why I, why I can't remember her name for some reason. You know who I'm talking about, right? 
Yeah, I think I, I can't remember. Her yeah, name. well, can I remember? I, I always remember her name, but for some reason I can't remember her name. Like, she yeah. she got she has the green hair. She has she rides. Yeah, the pink. Em, Ember Moon. No, not Amber Moon. What's her name? Um, no, not Amber. Yeah, Amber Moon's black, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, but funny thing is, she was tag team with Amber Moon in NXT before. Right, before right, she right. Before got right. called up. Yeah. And then they made her team up with with uh, uh, Tegan Knox. Um. Okay, let me see. Let me see if I can find. Because I, I don't know why I can't remember her name for some reason. Um. This is ridiculous. I can't remember her name for some reason. Uh, what, the, what was her name? I can't even remember. Can't even remember. Um, let's see. What was her name again? Yes, yeah, Shotzi Blackheart. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, okay. So yeah, like she was she was teaming up with Shotzi Blackheart and. They then, then she gets called. You know, Shashi gets called up, and she turns heel on Shasha Banks in a in a and a you know attacked her. But yeah, but back to the to the, the to the releases. Um, yeah, it makes no sense. Like you, you I mean, you you really got re- rehaul the 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 creative team. If you if you can't find any ideas for for um, Bray Wyatt. You can't keep Rusev. You can't keep Bray Wyatt. Like you can't keep Keith Lee. You can't keep Karrion Cross. Like, like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing as a company? You're literally sitting on your laurels and and and, and you just, you know, picking up money for for your pat your past success. They're not they're not innovators anymore. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The state of WWE. They're making all this money and they're not even doing anything with it. You got people busting their behinds and they're gonna release cut left and right. I mean, yes. Some of the names on this, you know, this year alone: Braun Strowman, yeah, James, Alistair Black. And now, you know, Keith Lee. I mean, there's a lot of superstars that have a lot of potential. Who's and next? You let them go. Who's next? Liv Morgan. Um, yeah. I'm trying, I'm, trying to think the top, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Who? Cesaro. Probably. Um, yeah, that's going to come next. Yeah, and then, then you're going to gonna have to wrestle for WWE. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to wrestle and do this show simultaneously. And then yeah. my match is going to end in disqualification. Because <laughs> that's how all these these matches end nowadays. You want me to tell you the, the, how bad WWE is? You want me to tell you how bad WWE is? Real talk. No. WWE is so bad that Charlotte Flair, the current woman champion, reportedly wants out of it. Mm, yeah. That's how bad it is. Like, you know, she's the current champion. She's won, like, at least 13 titles, you know, with this company. She's the current champion, but reportedly she wants out of she wants out of the company because you know 
they, you know, they fired her father, who's been with the company forever, Ric Flair, and then they release her, her fiancé, Andrade, which is another guy who, who has that talent, you know. He, Andrade, I think, might have been the one that wanted out because of, you know, how, they, how they're not using him. Kevin Owens is reportedly might, might leave in a couple – his contract might end in three months, you know. So, yeah, man, the state of WWE is really bad. Like, people are just waiting to jump ship to AEW for the most part. Yeah. And yeah. I don't blame them. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's really it's really disheartening to see the state of WWE. They have all this talent, and then they just underutilize them and then let them go, release them, and say it's budget cuts. Mm-hmm. But yet you have money. You have money to spend on pyrotechnic. You couldn't save the pyrotechnic for the major, the major event. You couldn't save the pyrotechnics for, for Survivor Series that's coming in a couple of weeks. You couldn't save it for that. You couldn't save it for the big pay per view events, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. If y'all would have had the King of the Ring tournament, y'all could have used it for that too, or Su- SummerSlam. But no, every show has to have a, a pyrotechnic. If they brought back velocity and heat, they would have pyrotechnic for that too. Like crazy, it's crazy. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like you, you, you're wasting money on pyrotechnics, and you don't, you, you don't use the wrestlers who have star power. You're wasting fire. You're wasting your money on firepower, and 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 smoking, you know, smoking mirrors. But when you have talent, real talent that you you could have used, that would have sparked the interest of the fan base by you pushing them. It's a it's a joke. It's a it's a straight up joke what they're doing. But um yeah i I'm trying to think what happened this week. Um Woods Woods defeated Jimmy Uso and by you know, as a result, Jimmy Uso was supposed to bend the knee to King Woods, but you know they got ambushed by Roman Reigns and the uh, the Bloodline. The rest of the Usos, you know, from the Bloodline. Um, what else happened um, in WWE this week? Oh yeah, Becky Lynch defeated um, defeated um, what's her name again? Uh, Bianca Belair for the eighteen thousandth time already. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, it was some screwy ending. I can't even remember. I think she maybe hit her. She probably bounced Bianca Belair's head on a exposed turnbuckle and pinned her. I think that was that. I think that's what what happened. Um, I can't even remember. I mean, that's how. Yeah. That, that's that's the state WWE is, and I can't even remember what happens sometimes on both sides. It's the same over. stuff. All you know is that ending disqualification or some yeah some lame ending. That's how all the matches ended. Oh, and plus I was watching the Nick game yesterday, so that's all. Oh yeah, yeah that's watch. true. Right, that is true. Yeah, that Bucks win, man. The Bucks start stops here with the with the Knicks, and yeah, you know. WWE got to compete with, with with the Knicks now. Exactly, and I'm gonna choose the Knicks every time. Yup, and now they now they you know now they finally going back to MSG, you know, 
now they gotta compete for the Knicks, you know, in every sense now, because um, <laughs> they thought, you know, in the in the play, you know, the the summertime, you know, they got the Garden, you know, easily, you know, they didn't have to worry about the guard the Garden playing any playoff games, but now, mm-hmm. you know, now they gotta troll. That's why they gotta troll us out of jealousy, you know. They're gonna have to bring back Trey Young because he's gonna be sitting <laughs> in the he's gonna be sitting in the um in the uh, the the right next to us in the stands, you know. Because his his team his Hawks are gonna get eliminated. Yeah, that's crazy. Faster than you could say, Bing Bong. <laughs> Me and Will will be at the Garden tomorrow, so hopefully we meet that Bing Bong guy. Maybe, yeah. And you know what's the funny thing is, the Bing Bong thing is is really you know, the person the person imi- trying to imitate. Um, like this, this, um, this um, YouTube channel, and basically, and that channel, the, the channel is trying to mimic the the MTA um, sound effect. You know, like when when you're when you're on the train and you hear the guy like, stand clear of the closing doors, please. Well, I, I heard that, a, the person. What you said? I, I heard another story where the the guy who got the thing by he got it from a rapper. Who came out with a song, and the guy, the song is called Bing Bong. Why? Well, yeah, and, I heard of that too. You know, that's a this rapper is a Coney Island guy who's a Big Mix fan, and he's the one that originated the Bing Bong thing. And this guy is copying him. So that's that's yeah, another I that story was, I heard. I heard that too. Like, according to the the, the quote unquote Bing Bong guy, he he took it from that from that YouTube channel, from a YouTube channel that does it, and then afterwards. The guy who, the rapper who came up with the um, with Bing the bong. um, with the Bing Bong song, he he um, you know he 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 um he um, I guess confronted the guy and you know, let him know that he that the guy took the his song or something, his Bing Bong, so yeah, apparently that on, that, that the the controversy. Yeah, he was on Carton Roberts uh, talking about it. Right. Carton and uh, yeah, Carton Roberts is the yeah. WSAN yeah. show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully we could get a, a W there. Oh yeah, before we head out, uh, AW, um, they're gonna have a pay per view event next week. I mean, yeah, next week around this time called Full Gear. Um, yeah, let me let, let's let me. Give some picks uh, right here. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, which has Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They're going to be finding the, the Super Click, which has Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, which is Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Um, I think Super Click will win that one. Then... Uh, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, a match that was made official last night on Rampage, when when um, Eddie Kingston was was cutting a promo on CM Punk, which I I would definitely recommend you guys check it out. Um, you know, Eddie Kingston was basically saying that CM Punk and the other veterans, um, indie veterans, were criticizing him because he was overweight, and CM Punk was saying that, you know the veterans were criticizing him because they saw the potential in him. And 
you know, but Eddie Kingston, you know, apparently took it to heart and had a chip on his shoulder. So he really wants to fight CM Punk and they're going to have the, he's going to have his wish because they're going to, they're going to throw down um, next Saturday. Uh, I'm picking CM Punk to win this one. By the way, how is CM Punk, CM Punk doing in AEW? I haven't been following. Um, he's doing he's doing great. You know, every week he cuts a promo. I mean, every episode he cuts a promo on either show. Uh, he's still a huge draw. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been great on um, AEW. He looks like he found he got a he has a you know a new lease on life. He he's finally got his passion for wrestling back again. So, you know, I, I'm happy for him. Um, Darby Allen is going to be fighting MJF. Um, I could see this match going either way. Um, I think MJF is going to win this one, and they might they might force another they might force another matchup between these two, and Darby will get the the you know the revenge afterwards. I would I would presume. Then you have Lucha Brothers. Penta El Zero Miedo and Ray Phoenix um, versus FTR, formerly known as The Revival, uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood with Tully Blanchard as their manager. Um, I predict that um, that the um, FTR will regain the title. And uh, yeah, FTR got a new a new song, a new music theme song man it, it sounds good it sounds it sounds like the um the midnight express you know theme song um then you got inner circle um obviously you know it has jericho jake hager sammy Guevara, santana and ortiz versus man of the year with ethan page scorpio sky and america top team which has um Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, and surprisingly Dan Lambert when uh Chris Jericho pulled a fast one on the the creator of the America top team and put him into the match because that guy was talking a lot of smack about AEW wrestlers and uh now uh Chris Jericho and the rest of the inner circle finally can get their hands on him. You know, it it it's like the equivalent of you know, a wrestler getting their hands on Paul, you know, Paul Heyman, you know, in WWE. So, you know, the inner circle is definitely going to relish that uh, opportunity. And, yeah, the inner circle is going to win this match. And, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to humiliate and get the pin on uh, Dan Lambert. But, yeah, but those those American top team, man, those are real legit MMA fighters, so it's not going to be easy, you know, fight. J.K. Hager is a, is a fighter as well. I mean, he's undefeated in Bellator, so um, yeah, that's going to be a, a interesting matchup, you know, 10-man tag team uh, for the Minneapolis street fight. Then you got this, this one, it could be the match of the night right here. You got Brian Danielson versus Miro, formerly known as Rusev. And uh, 
yeah, they're going to fight in the the AEW World Championship Elimination Eliminator Tournament Final and the winner, which is basically a king of the ring. And the winner will um will uh will get a number one contendership for the the AEW uh championship that uh Kenny Omega holds as we speak. Yeah, I'm I'm picking I'm picking wow, this is a tough one. Oh man, I could see it go either way. Man, um yeah, wow, I really have to flip a coin on this one. Um It makes sense for Miro to win it, but then again, Miro has this, you know, gimmick where you know he he called himself God's favorite champion, but now he's now he has a rivalry against God because he felt feels like God abandoned him. So, what? yes, <laughs> he pulled a page out of Vince McMahon. Now, now Miro, yeah. Miro has be Miro, you know, formerly known as Rusev, he has beef with God because he used to be he used to call himself God's God's champion or God's favorite champion, but he lost the TNT title to um uh who was it against Sammy Guevara, which was a huge upset. This was like um you know, um um Razor Ramon losing to one two three kid. You know, even though Sammy Guevara's a talented guy, you know, but he he's like a Hispanic X Pac when you think about it, you know. Except he's more Sammy Guevara is more of a high flyer than he is, than X Pac was. But yeah, he's they they're very similar in that that effect. But yeah, Miro ever since then Miro's had this feud with God for this past couple, several weeks, cutting promos. So uh, Miro Miro winning would make sense. I normally would, would pick him. Uh, I would pick him, but. For this reason, I'm gonna pick Daniel Bryanson because Miro would, you know, it, it it makes more sense for Daniel Bryanson, Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson, to to um, you know, win the title and then Miro could keep up the feud with God. But then again, if he wins it, then he could say it's out of spite. So realistically, it makes more sense for Miro to win it. But I'll I'll pick Daniel, Brian Danielson to win it. Then you got Dr. Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. Baker's gonna retain it. And then Kenny Omega versus uh Hangman Adam Page. Um Yeah. See if Daniel if Brian Danielson wins it then it makes more sense for Kenny Omega to retain. But if Merrill wins it, then it makes more sense for Hangman Adam Page to win. So you could have a heel versus baby face um, matchup. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick... Oh, man. I could see this going either way. I don't know if they're going to make Kenny Omega lose the title right now. But for the storyline, it makes more sense for Kenny Omega to lose it. Um... I'd say most likely Kenny Omega is gonna win. It was gonna lose. It's gonna win, but I'm gonna pick Hangman Adam Page. It makes a better storyline for Hangman Adam Page to climb up that hill of his, you know his sobriety and winning the title against his former tag team partner Kenny Omega. So that's my pick. 
Kenny Omega will lose to Hangman Adam Page. Uh, thanks, Mac, for coming on the show. Thank you for checking out no the problem, season man. 13. Thank you. Season 13 premiere show, the, the 12th anniversary of the show that aired in November 2nd, 2009. And I'm William Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.